This show is for every woman who has accepted pain and discomfort as inherent to being a woman, or who has denied any part of themselves to make it or feel accepted. Women of reproductive age have been left out of a lot of research because our bodies and our hormones are considered too complicated. What is worse is this idea trickles down to education, leaving most women with very little information about how their bodies work. Not only are we not taught how our bodies work, but once you start asking questions, it is surprisingly difficult to find answers. I believe that every woman deserves to know how her body works, to recognize when symptoms arise, and to feel confident in her inner voice. Because the pain, the mood swings, and the hormones are not your problem. They're your body's messengers. I am here to confront and change narratives around being a woman, being hormonal, and yes, PMSing. I'm your host, Brianna Villegas, and welcome to My Hormone Rants. Okay, so October and Halloween are officially over. It's starting to feel a little bit crisp in the air here in Phoenix, and so I think it's safe to say that we're entering into holiday season. I have always loved Christmas time, love the holiday season, I love the traditions, and I've carried on some of the quirk traditions that I grew up with with my own kids, and I just like love this time of year and love creating that holiday magic for my family. But I still won't ever forget the year that I was probably like in middle school and my mom kind of took me along to do some of the Christmas prep. And, you know, going through and like digging through bins at Old Navy to find the matching Christmas pajamas. And it kind of hit me that like the magic of Christmas was 100% created by my mom. And also very aware of like the the pressure and the the stress that can come with that. But I think even the bigger part of that core memory is like when the other shoe dropped in my mind of like, oh, if I'm going to want to carry on like the Christmas magic, that's most likely going to fall to me. And I found that with that so often, you know, women and moms who are creating the Christmas magic who are creating that atmosphere and vibe in their homes often aren't the ones who are fully enjoying that process. And even though like I a hundred percent personally like enjoy that prep, I enjoy buying gifts for people and like thinking about like what would they like and, and kind of curating that experience. And I'll say I'm pretty good at it. I'm not quite Leslie Nope good at it, but, but I'm pretty good. Um, and if you don't know who that is, do yourself a favor and watch Parks and Recreation. It's it's definitely worth it. And But even with all the joy and that I get from, you know, picking out gifts, from planning menus, from cooking, food from scratch, when I don't have the mental capacity, when I'm stretched to my limit, and I don't have the time to devote the care to that process that I want to, and then all these things that you've set up to be these fun, magical memories. One, there's so much pressure on it because it's taken so much from you to like set it up. But then instead of being this like fun experience, it often can feel like a burden. And so today I want to talk about how you can really leverage your cycle and the energy that you have in each phase to make the holiday shopping, the holiday prep, all of that feel a little bit easier and maybe even fun. This is for all of you who are 
early preppers and shoppers, but also for the aspiring early shoppers and preppers or all of you who are like, yeah, no, it's going to happen at the last minute. That's just going to be how it is. I want to show you different ways that the process can be more enjoyable for you and actually get you more of the merry and bright that you're looking for and less meltdowns. And no, I'm not talking about from your kids. And of course, like the easy advice that you can give around like using your cycle during this holiday season is like, don't sign up to host Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner if you know you're going to be on your period that week. Or if you are the designated host, don't sign up to make all the food, to make the the turkey or the ham and all the sides. You know what? Buy something from the store. Get the canned biscuits. Ask people to bring things. Cater it. Like make it easy on yourself to do that. But there's also so many other ways that we can drop in the things that we're already going to be doing for Christmas. And we know we're going to be doing it because we do the same things every year, right? We like that routine. We like the tradition. That's the magic of it. So how do we drop those in at more opportune times so that we can actually enjoy it? But before we get into all of those different ideas, it all has to start with what you want the holiday season to feel like. Not what you are going to do this holiday season or the traditions you're going to uphold or the new ones you're going to create. And that can be for you as an individual. You might be looking at lots of holiday party invites and be deciding like, which things do I want to attend? Do I have to attend every family function that's going to happen over the next couple months? You might be a mom who's looking at, you know, the age of your kids and like, what are all the activities that they're going to want to do and like matching that with school schedules and holiday break and all that stuff. And when we start with what's on our calendar, what are we going to do? We start to measure the success of the holidays and whether we were successful based on did we do all the things that we set out to do. But I think when we step back and are able to ask ourselves, what do we want it to feel like? One that can bring so much clarity in in deciding what takes priority, what you're actually going to make time for versus just doing everything because it's there or because that's what you did last year. So you can get that real focus on what, what do we want to do this year? What do we want it to look like? But the other way that this question is so valuable and powerful is in the moment when the focus is, I want this experience to feel a certain way. I want to feel connected. I want to feel fun. I want to feel goofy. I want to feel light. Like Whatever it is that you want to bring into the holiday season, in the moment you can drop in and say, Is this photo shoot feeling light and fun and goofy and bringing intimacy and connection with my family? And if the answer is no to that question, because you've made success about how it feels, you now have the power to pivot and say, this is not how I want this moment to feel. So now I have choices. We can say, you know what? We're going to go with whatever pictures we currently have. Let's go get some Chick-fil-A. It can be like, how can we shift the energy in this moment from being so stressed out about trying to get this perfect picture to like, what if we allow this to be just fun and more natural? 
when you're thinking ahead to when is my energy going to match most closely to this activity and experience that I want to have, you're setting yourself up to have better experiences, but also you are creating time to reschedule, to pivot in ways that are more than in the moment and say, you know what, like, let's just not do that today. We'll do it a different day because it's not so urgent. And so not everything has to happen the week of Christmas. Not everything has to happen on a specific day. And even that I think just is so much freedom when there's that thing of like, this is the only day that this can happen. We can put so much pressure and urgency on it being good because this is it. This is the moment. I think this can also be helpful when thinking about finances around the holidays. That can often be a lot of pressure of, you know, well, we already spent the money on this, so we have to stay for a set amount of time or be a waste if we left early or that frustration of like, I'm just trying to do something nice for you and you don't appreciate it and there's no gratitude there from the people, you know, that that you're curating the experience for if you're focused on how I want this to feel, then the money you're, you're spending is now shifted that like, it's more of a waste of my money to stay in a situation where everyone is like freezing cold and miserable than it is for us to decide to pivot and do a different activity. Because what you're paying for is the experience. So now let's go phase by phase and talk about just different ideas around what holiday activities and traditions fit best in each phase. And the beauty of thinking ahead is that at this point, you're likely to have at least one and a half cycles before Christmas. That means that you can hit on different activities at different points, which again, gives you that ability to pivot and push something to the next week or even to the next time that you're in that phase before holiday season ends. So let's start with the menstrual phase. This is the best time to drop into those questions of how do I want the holidays to feel and to draw on your memories and reflect on previous holiday seasons Maybe think about how last Thanksgiving went, last Christmas went, last Hanukkah, whatever um, holiday that you celebrate. How did it go? What worked? What didn't work? And what are the patterns that consistently happen? Like this uncle always brings this topic up and then there's always, you know, this situation. Or we always put the turkey in too late and it's never cooked on time. Like what are the hurdles that always come up? And what are things that you could do differently to shift that pattern and shift that energy from previous ones? What do I want to carry forward? What went really well? What moments did I feel really good and proud of? This can also be a really good time to kind of create a list and think about what is it that I need from other people during this season? What are tasks maybe that I'm the only one who does and I need to actually decide this is important to me that it happens and so I may need to ask for support to get it done. Or it could be like, what are the things that I'm doing and I don't actually love doing and I haven't even stopped to ask like, is anyone actually that attached to this activity? Because it might just be something that everyone's fine letting go of and doing something different. And then another practical way that you can use your menstrual phase is to create your Christmas list. 
honestly, my least favorite part of like the Christmas shopping and planning is creating my own list. I haven't spent my whole life just like in the practice of wanting things, but often for me, it's either like I want nothing or I want like very big things. Um, Dan's been teasing me that my list is actually like a second floor addition to our home. It's not really in the pipeline right now. It's also not something you can put on your Christmas list. So this one's just always tough for me. And I find that if I take the time when I'm in menstrual phase to think about it, um, I'm able to tap in a little bit more to, to things that I actually want. And of course, menstrual phase is that time to rest. One of the biggest things that you can do in thinking about the menstrual phase for this time is figuring out, is this going to land on the major holiday? That can also be super helpful in defining what do I want this to feel like? What what am I actually willing to like push myself through for the experience? And what would it look like to give myself permission to do a much more relaxed holiday experience? So now that you've taken time to take stock really during your menstrual phase of what you want the holidays to feel like, you are starting to create a list of things that you want. You've created maybe a list of support that you need or just things that you want to check in with other people about. You can now step into that follicular energy with that more like excited brainstorming energy of like, how awesome could this tradition be? How could we actually change things up? Because menstrual is much more about identifying what you want to change or what you want to keep. And follicular is more of that plan of what would it look like? And I find that this is a really fun time to drop into thinking about what you're going to buy for other people and brainstorming those gift ideas and just letting it be fun. What would these people on my list like? Where can I get this at? Am I doing online shopping? Am I doing in-person shopping? And setting up like, when is that going to happen? And again, it's just about how do you make that the most fun instead of being like, okay, errands. Christmas shopping for, you know, the list, it can be like, I'm going to plan a shopping day where I, you know, put on all my cozy winter gear. I go to my favorite stores. I know where I'm going to get lunch and get hot chocolate. You can then plan for ovulatory phase to actually go shopping in person. If you enjoy that experience of like touching things, feeling things, smelling things, like just and being a part of that environment. Ovulatory phase, especially as a parent, is the best time to think about planning your most involved Christmas traditions. So like tree decorating, baking cookies, going sledding, taking them Christmas shopping, like all that stuff that, you know, I'm sure you have so many memories flashing of just like people crying, people being upset, you know, the mess and the chaos that can come from these things where like, If you're deep in luteal, like you're just going to be already a little bit more sensitive and then you're just putting yourself in an environment full of triggers. But ovulatory is a great phase where like you can be the fun mom. And one tradition that we do in our home that I love to plan around this time is taking our kids to the dollar store to do their Christmas shopping. So our kids are still young under, they're all under five. And so we take them to the dollar store and they each get a turn walking around the store with me to pick out a gift that will go in the stockings of their siblings. 
And it's, you know, it's super fun. I love doing it. I love kind of facilitating that of like, yeah, we're in a store full of like toys and things. And I know you want all of it. I know you want to do that. Um, But we also get to talk about really cool things during that time of like right now we're picking out gifts for your sister and your brother. What would they like? And trying to practice like putting ourselves in other people's shoes. And then also having the conversations around like, yes, I know that's the thing that you picked out and that you want them to buy for you. And I will tell them that's what you want. But part of gift giving is that you give other people space to be generous and to give something to you that they think you'll like or that they want to give you. And that's a part of the process, right? And I love having those sort of teaching moments in the process. But if I'm just like not in the headspace to do that, then it's just like stressed mom. And that's not the mom that I want to be in that situation. So thinking ahead of like, when am I going to do this tradition that I know gets a little hectic? It's hard for them to be patient. It's hard for them to see all the things on the shelves that they can't touch. And they so want to touch it. (laughs) So then I'm able to balance that out of like, this is something that's important to me, important to our family. And this is when I'm going to be the most the most present and the most available. So then this brings us to luteal phase. And I like to think about luteal phase in terms of the holidays as like the check it twice, right? In follicular, you're making all the lists. Ovulatory, you're doing all the fun things. And then luteal is like check it twice. It's a great time to review the budget for gifts, travel, holiday parties that you're hosting or attending. It's a great time to revisit your list and like, okay, from our shopping day in person, were we able to find everything? Do I need to finish up any of my shopping or wrapping? And during luteal, you can make that process really fun by doing that online shopping, cozied up on the couch watching a Christmas movie or wrapping presents while playing Christmas music and having your favorite holiday beverage. So it's, it's getting these tasks done, but also doing it in a really like cozy kind of way. And really just nailing down any remaining details, right? This might be finalizing a Christmas menu or figuring out what ingredients you have to purchase for the side dish that you're bringing to the next party. You might be hosting and thinking about, okay, how do I set up the oven schedule so that all the things get cooked and we have food, you know, relatively close to when we said we would have food. It could be the time to be purchasing tickets to the zoo lights or or their holiday like events that that you want to go to it can also be a great time to coordinate with family members on things like travel um it could be a time to be packing to be talking about any last details where you're coordinating with other people and again doing that like through text and when you take into account that your energy is a little bit lower you may not be up for sledding and tree decorating and all of that, but you may, and I say tree decorating because, okay, when you have kids, tree decorating is not like a chill activity. If you're single or don't have kids, tree decorating might fall into a luteal task where it's like, oh, this is super chill. I get to like put my ornaments on. If you're a parent, this is definitely not the luteal task to do because it's, it's wild. But this could be a good time to go on the neighborhood light tour, 
right? Where you can hop in the car, you can drive through and see the pretty lights where you're not having to be as like physically active. And I don't want you to come away from this episode thinking like, oh, this is another thing I have to do, or this is so overwhelming, or like I have to cycle sync everything that I'm doing. The idea here is to give you suggestions of different things that you love to do, different traditions that are already the norm you're already going to make time for, and add this layer of like, what if I did that during a time where my energy was closest to that activity? Could I enjoy that process more? And in turn, set the tone right for the event where you're more likely to get that holiday magic that you really are hoping for as opposed to feeling overwhelmed by all the things. And if you've been thinking like these are great ideas, I'm also never going to remember them. In the show notes, there's going to be a link for a free download that has the different phases and the examples that we talked about today that you can use as a reference to just see like where where things fit in. Um, And you can even start by picking one thing. Maybe you pick your hardest thing, or maybe you pick your favorite thing and test it out. What if I did that during the phase of my cycle that was most aligned and see, does it actually feel better? Thank you so much for listening. If you want more great episodes like this one, subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, or wherever you listen, and be sure to share with someone who could also benefit from this information. And if you want to learn more about how I can help you stop normalizing your symptoms and start optimizing your experience, head to BriannaVegas.com or find me on Instagram at BriannaVegasCoaching.